Welcome to Power Conversations Podcast. This podcast features discussions of overcoming by faith and resilience with women who are breaking glass ceilings and excelling to higher heights despite their past circumstances. Brought to you by What's Your Superpower TV channel, we will interview several women from across the globe who have overcome adversity and pushed through to fulfill their purpose. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Power Conversations Podcast. I am your host, Nadia Francois, and today we have with us Miss Leah Davis. I'm going to add her in. Hi, Leah. Hi, Nadia. So good to be here. How are you today? I'm doing excellent. It's a beautiful day in California. I love summer. The sun is out, and I am so joyful. Awesome. Glad to hear that. So Leah, tell our audience a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, Thank you so much for inviting me for this opportunity to share a little bit about me. So I am from Northern California, born and raised in the Bay Area. I have two sons. One is a U.S. Marine now, 23 years old. So I'm a U.S. Marine mom and I have an 11-year-old son. And I grew up in a, you know, blue collar family in the Bay Area. My father was a construction worker. My mom was a stay at home mom, primarily not by her choice. Uh, My father did dictate that. And that has very relevant to my story, which I'll share a little bit later. Um, So, you know, I do understand that she was experiencing some economic abuse then. And it wasn't until she regained her financial independence when life changed drastically. My parents split up when I was 16. I moved in with my mom and uh, went a little haywire there because I was no longer in a very controlling and domineering environment uh, that I had grown up into and went a little wild, which resulted in me uh, being a young single mom at the age of 18. And then, you know, I realized quickly that I wanted to make something of my life. So I got a job when I was 19 years old at a semiconductor company in the Silicon Valley. And uh, from there, I just really wanted to be successful. So I paid attention to what the other women were doing in the office and realized I wanted to be like them. Uh, And so I just really worked my way up, became an executive assistant and then office manager at a very young age. And uh, people often thought that I was over the age of 21 managing an office of engineers, but I was not. (laughs) I was still a kid, but I was in some big things. And uh, I wasn't doing the right stuff with my money. I had a 401k. I didn't know what it was for. I had a credit card, a company credit card, didn't really know how to use that. And I was floundering. So later on in life, when I wanted to pay off some credit card debt that I had accrued and I was unemployed, I was watching uh, Oprah and she had an episode on a, a debt diet and it was about paying down debt. And so I printed everything up in a little binder and uh, that's where my journey began and just trying to understand money at a very young age. And I realized quickly that I didn't have anyone to turn to. I didn't know anybody. And so I just tried to read here and there, but of course I didn't know if what I was reading was something that would apply to me. And that's where it's pretty much started with the seed was planted for me when it comes to eventually my career in financial services. When I was about 30 years old, I became a licensed financial advisor because honestly, uh, it was a quick way for me to get into a career. I wanted to make some money. I figured why not be in an industry? It's about money and learn about it. And that's going to be the answer right then and there. Plus I didn't have a high school educate. I mean, a college education. I was a high school graduate. 
And in that, you know, with that, it's just get your certifications. Very hard. Get your licenses, though, through the SEC. So I studied, got that, started my career as a financial advisor, and then quickly realized a lonely road it was for me as a woman of color working at a predominantly all um, white male firm and then wanting to provide my services for women of color. So that's where I started in about 2011, saying I want to provide services for women of color and then eventually um, found my way into coaching uh, as a financial coach. And now I'm a wealth and wellness coach for women of color. Amazing. I love that journey and how you uh, dictated that to us. Yes. So we are going to learn about finances today and um, just overcoming adversity, pushing through to purpose, our motto um, for this show. And that is definitely what you have done. Um, I know that that isn't even where we're going yet, but just in your bio is just some great information. So let's jump right into it. So of course, we want to um, just talk briefly about uh, your situation and what you overcame. So go ahead and fill us in. Yeah, thank you so much for giving this the chance to speak out on that because it's something that I think actually something that I really wish that we as a community, uh, black and brown communities would just talk more about, which is our experience uh, of childhood domestic violence. And so often I hear, oh, you know, I was beat and I turned out okay. Um, okay, there's scars literally in our brains from that as children uh, that we incur. And so in my life growing up, my father, he was very controlling, um, physically abusive in the sense of um, beating me and my brothers and to the point where CPS was involved. And at the same time, it was also, uh, we were in a very uh, strict religious household. I was raised as a Jehovah Witness and that is where women and children are seen and not heard. So we did not have a voice Nobody came in to protect us or to basically prevent my father from harming his children. And so it wasn't until I was uh, close to a teenage when he finally stopped. Um, and then that really impacted my life. Uh, and then at the age of 16, like I said, when my mom moved out, um, I, I moved out with her. And then I found myself and so did my, my brother. We were both ostracized from the community that we had. The only community we knew, we knew between neighbors, friends and family um, because I just did not want to live my life in that way where I was seeing um, just the atrocities within the families and that religion and no one helping the women and children. There was a lot, a lot going on that I was witnessing as a child. And uh, we had to pretend like everything was wonderful and put up that shield and that mask and keep going out every day. Interesting. I was raised by my father and he would say, he would not allow us to go play with our neighbors uh, because he would say, you never know what's going on behind closed doors. And I, I wow. look at that now, like, wow, how confusing is that for a kid? Right. You know, definitely right. that. But then behind our closed doors, we're the ones that are, you know, being harmed. So, you know, that is some very, um, you know, things that impacted me. I had a lot of anger by the time I was 16, 17, 18, so angry at my father, at the people who were in my neighborhood, who I'd see down the street that acted like I wasn't even alive. And at the age of 16, you just want to be loved and accepted. We all do, but especially then. And not once did anybody stop to ask, how are you doing? Are you doing okay with all of this? So, you know, again, I was just silenced and uh, found myself by the time I was 19 and an emotionally 
and uh, verbally abusive relationship with a guy 16 years older than me. That ought to tell you something right there, how I ended up in that, right? And yeah. that lasted for about <laughs> that lasted about three years. Yeah. And um, you know, when I ended that relationship, it was like kind of there's like a pattern in my life. So um when I when I was kicked out of the Chova Witness religion, I went a little buck wild and crazy, right? When I was mm-hmm. 23, when that isolating, controlling relationship ended. I went bug wild, went a little crazy. I started partying really hard. I was just out and about, you know, every weekend I didn't have my son. I was up till the crack of dawn because it was my way to just escape and have fun because I had my whole life. I didn't have fun. You know, everybody else seemed to be having fun around me because I wasn't allowed to. And so I went to the extreme opposite (laughs) and, uh, then that slowed down. And then at age of 27, I found myself in my second uh, abusive relationship with emotional, verbal. Now I know there was definitely some narcissistic abuse I was enduring as well. And then that also um, elevated to some physical abuse at that time. So I was in that relationship for about seven and a half years. Wow. So it wasn't until 2013 I ended that. And uh, things did not get better right away. Oftentimes, even with the women that I support who have already left harmful relationships. It's the, I'm free. Everything's going to get better. Oftentimes it gets worse before it gets better. It's maybe like in my experience, the harm doer was continuing to perpetuate his abuse using the family court system, um, financial abuse, using that as a means to do that. And um, I was struggling. I was in crisis. And so honestly, it wasn't until that individual used their position in law enforcement to file a restraining order on me that was based on a complete lie, um, which I was able later on to prove with video surveillance that it was not accurate. But he was able to do that since he's a white male in law enforcement. I'm going to call it as it is. And uh, he lied. And I ended up finding myself in jail overnight, innocent, completely innocent. And to experience that and know that this was the method and means in which he would go to to harm me. Uh, I realized quickly that I had to, I had to be a stable, loving, healthy mother for my child. Uh, So I did everything possible a few weeks after um, that whole incident that happened. um, No charges or anything because I was innocent. You know, thankfully, just the horror of going through that. Um, And and I was a, I was a professional, as a financial advisor looking around, like, I can't believe I am in this situation right now. And so um, that's where my journey began. I really embraced the fact that I had been using alcohol throughout the years to numb myself, to cope, um, put that down, got into some programs where I became sober. And that's where my spiritual journey began. That's where my life completely began to change when I embraced the fact that Um, I wanted to be present. I wanted to be healthy uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically. And I put all my energy and focus into that. And um, from there, you know, my life has just been an amazing blessing. Oh, wonderful. Praise God. Well, yes, that has been a mouthful that you just said. And girl, you have overcome so much. Um, Thank you for not giving up. First of all, thank you. Thank you. Because... Uh, We need to hear your story and it can save another woman. Yes. So after that, um, so we won't bask in the adversity. We will definitely move forward to Mm -hmm. what you are doing now and through your coaching practice and helping women of color 
find wealth and financial stability. Tell us about that. Yes. You know, I, I learned when I was a financial advisor, like I said, I wanted to focus on women of color because number one, there's not many of me, especially then at that, you know, who were representing our community in financial services. There's still a shortage, but there's more of us. Right. And uh, yeah. I, I saw that there wasn't enough information available for me to be able to reach my people, you know, and when yeah. I, I was trying to find it, there was nothing. And so what I ended up doing um, is I did become a financial coach after I had started getting coached. My mentor, she um, has a, it's called a financial fitness certification. Uh, her name's Sandra with Sage Financial Solutions. I incur, I encourage everyone, anyone listening to check out her website, look into it if you're interested in um, financial coaching, because at that time she was looking for someone that uh, wanted to, needed his hours for coaching. And so I was like, I'll figure, I'll, I'll do this coaching thing. You know, so right, I, right, right. Yeah. So I started getting coached and I realized like, oh, my gosh, even though I've been on this journey of healing and I've done so much work on myself, I still had some ish there. Like just, right. to, you know, start a business that I had in my mind, which is actually my wealth and wellness for women of color coaching business that I have. I had this concept, but there was this blockage. I had so much fear. I had so much doubt. I had the, it's I'm not ever going to see that happen, that something bad's going to happen. It's not going to fulfill. I, that was my mentality in that particular area. So um, through the coaching process, I started chipping away, learning about how to you know, create these action plans for myself, new habits, managing things differently. And I realized, you know what, even though I had all of that knowledge, that financial education, it was not enough for me to change my behaviors so that I could then work towards my goals and completely start reaching them and smashing them out of the water. And so that was my aha moment. And the other part, when I was also um, going through my financial coaching, I was also um, studying to be certified as a domestic violence advocate. So I was going through that training at a local women's shelter and I was learning about the um, impact domestic violence has on women and children. And I just put the pieces together for myself thinking, oh my gosh, the trauma that I experienced is absolutely showing up as I am trying to manage my money. I didn't realize it then, but once I started working on healing myself even more, educating myself on um, this violence that happens to us and how it shows up and how it was showing up for me and combined with coaching, I just was like, okay, here it is. This is what I'm going to do. And uh, I just started working on my business plan. And here I am today. Awesome. 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 So that's wonderful. So tell me some of the services you provide. Yeah, thank you. So I do provide individual coaching, um, either six, eight or 12 weeks for women who want to um, really really just shift the cycle within their family dynamics and create that generational wealth. And that first and foremost comes with a lot of education about the women's wealth gap and how as women of color, we're the furthest behind because there are systemic barriers that have been put in place. And once we can understand how they are appearing in our lives, that just really helps like, okay, so this is what I need to do next. And so with my clients in that regards, uh, we provide action plans for them, money management tips, whether it's about uh, spending, you know, conscious spending, uh, mm -hmm. how to save a little more. When another key one is uh, women who are the pillars in their family, maybe they're the ones considered that have made it. And uh, they often give money to their family members and put themselves last. And so they really want to create that wealth legacy, but yet they keep helping, 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 and they don't have a plan for it. 
And so it just perpetuates that cycle of poverty. So providing guidance with that, coaching with that as well. I have some on- online course I have as well um, on the wellness side of my coaching. That is where I focus on those who want to move in the direction of how is this trauma that I've experienced showing up in my um, goals or things that I'm trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's decisions that are being made out of fear. Uh, maybe there's those fight, flight, freeze responses coming up. Let's talk about that. How can we create a plan together so you can move through those responses? Um, and from there, really, at the same time, it's just helping women uh, end that cycle of poverty. And those typically, you know, a lot of the women that I do support are the ones that are like the first ones in their family that want to completely shift the dynamic of the family. They might feel a little bit lonely, like I'm the only one, you know, family members, they question, why are you always doing something? Why are you always got to be doing this or getting another certification? Or why are you going to go, you know, start another business? Um, right, right. Down. <laughs> but they're yeah. driven. They're driven yeah. for a reason, that purpose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, I love that. And what's the name of your coaching company? It's Leah Davis Coaching. Yeah, so it's pretty much what it is. My website is leahcoaching.com. Awesome. And do you have any social media platforms? I do. I'm on Instagram at Leah Coaching. And I'm also, if anyone's interested, I do have a community, Wealth and Wellness for Women of Color. If you go to my website, there's a tab community and it is all things Wealth and Wellness for Women of Color, where I provide a lot of this information, education. My courses are there and uh, I'll be having some group sessions that I'll be running in this community as well. And also some other experts that I'll have as guests providing information. And I'm a resource as well. So I'm often hooking up uh, women of color entrepreneurs to other professionals who can help elevate them as they are working towards claiming their wealth. Awesome. Awesome. So guys, you heard it right here on Power Conversations podcast, leahcoaching.com. Miss Leah Davis is coaching our women of color in wealth and wellness, giving us financial freedom, and the education to remain that way, right? So make sure that you connect with this queen, subscribe to her website so that you can become a part of the community and build up our knowledge in money management and finances and building generational wealth. So I love, love, love uh, your business and your mission. And I appreciate you for coming on today, Miss Leah. But before we leave, I want to go over our power questions for today. So, of course, our power questions are just two to three random questions um, that help us learn your personality a little more. So the first question is what do you wish you would have known before starting your business? Oh, uh, there's always support everywhere you turn when it comes to each aspect of building the business and reach out and find it. There's support. Awesome. Yes, it is. There is, especially now with all the technology and the Google and webinars and YouTube. Yes, yes, yes. Information is best. All right. So our next question, what's your theory on creating balance in your business? 
Oh, my self care is first and foremost. So that is my priority. If uh, I stay on track with my routine with that every day, whether it's it's prayer every day, every night, meditation every morning, and I'm also active working out about five to six days per week. So that is my first and foremost. That's my foundation and making sure I eat and drink water. <laughs> yes, yes. Because, you know, the thing about it is you say that and laugh, but when you are busy and you are, you know, working towards a goal, it is hard to remember to eat on time and drink enough fluids and stuff like that. It really is. Um, So, yeah. Cool. Self-care, self-care, guys. All right. And our third question is share what you love about yourself. Mm, I love that. I am no longer the angry uh, woman who is resistant to receiving love. I am such a love bear now. I am I'm peaceful. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have my moments, but I'm very grounded. That's yeah. what I love about myself, that I can experience some really difficult challenges. And yet my faith, my love and trust that I'm on purpose that no matter what happens, only good will come out of every situation. I love that about me, that I have this way of thinking and way of being that I have completely fully embodied. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome, Queen. Yes, I love that. So you heard it right here. Leah Davis with Leah's coaching, not Leah's, but what Leah coaching firm. Miss Leah, do you have any parting words for our viewers or our listeners? You know what? Just thank you so much for giving me this opportunity to connect. And whoever is out there listening, if there's anything I've said that has resonated within you, please don't hesitate to reach out. And if I'm not the right person for you, I definitely can connect you with somebody else who can support you on your journey of generating your wealth. Awesome. Awesome. Leah Davis, guys, wealth and wellness coach coaching our women of color into financial freedom. Thank you so much again, Leah, for joining us. Power Conversations podcast is now streaming on all major platforms. Listen in every Thursday for new episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Pandora.